Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas with another Fishers of Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here with you this evening. And uh, tonight, <clears throat> I'm going to be preaching on a little bit um, a message entitled The Simplicity of Salvation. And uh, we're going to actually be looking at the thief on the cross, and we're going to take a look at some things that we can learn from the thief on the cross that got saved. Amen? So, we're going to be talking about that tonight. Hopefully it will be a blessing to you, and uh, hopefully that you can take, take it and grasp salvation as a simplicity. A simplistic thing and not a complicated thing. Amen? Now, um, so, what I want to do is, let's see here. Um, What I want to do is, we are, um, let's see here, just trying to see something here. Anyways, so what we're going to do is talk about that tonight. Before we do, um, just want to just put uh, a couple prayer requests out there. Um, please do pray for Brother Joey as he, you know, as he still struggles with pain. Um, so please do pray for him. Do keep him in your prayers. Um, do pray for me. Um, do pray for my ministry and, you know, pray that God would take a message like this and use it for his glory and kingdom and, uh, pray uh, for the message, pray for, pray for each other. Amen. And, um, so that's all I got for prayer requests. So if you have any prayers prayers or praises you can feel free to mention them in the comments below and um what else i think that's going to be it for the prayers um announcements the only announcement i have is uh oh, um resurrection sunday is coming up here in about four weeks so in about a month so keep that in mind um also um one week from today one week from today um, I will be preaching at my home church, so I'll be preaching at my home church, so please do not um, expect a video per se from here. Um, I will record the message and then put it out for everyone to see, so uh, that's coming up one week from today, that is the 27th, um, service begins at 6 and I will be preaching that Sunday night. So be in prayer for that, if you will. Um, other than that, I don't have a whole lot. I don't really have anything really else to mention. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, so if you have your Bibles with you, I want you guys to turn with me. To Romans, uh, Romans chapter six, verse twenty-three. Romans six twenty-three. Uh, it says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord." So, salvation is not a complicated thing, folks. Um, we tend to make it complicated 
because of our own sinful flesh. And we notice that even today, um, a lot of churches have really complicated salvation. And salvation is really not complicated. Um, it's not complicated. It's very, it's very simple. Um, but we tend to make things more complicated than it really should be. Okay, so we gotta keep that in mind. So let's let's um, let's keep it simple. Okay, let's keep it simple. Let's not um, complicate salvation, because salvation really is not is really not complicated. Okay, so um, the wages of sin is death. Okay, let's take a well, let's take a look at that for a sec. A wage. What is a wage? Well, I mentioned this numerous times in my videos. Okay. A wage is something you deserve, okay? And so the way the, the the wages of sin is death. So without Christ, um, we deserve to die, we deserve to go to hell because of our sin. Okay, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We um you know we are worthless without Christ okay Christ came and he died on the cross he paid our sin debt in full why so he could take a useless piece of trash like myself and like everybody else and turn him and mold him into something beautiful okay God can do that um, because without Christ we're all hell deserving sinners that deserve hell and so there's no getting around that. We have a sin nature and we need a savior. And which should show you that no one is perfect. Now, here's what really aches me, okay? Just just just, just it, it really aches me and it's not it's really not the fault. It's really not it's really not the fault of a lost person because it's their mentality. Okay? But you get these people that will say well, I'm a good person. Shouldn't I go to heaven? Let's put that to the test, shall we? Have you ever... Have you ever stole anything? Have you, have you ever looked at... Have you ever looked at someone to lust after them? Have you ever cheated? Have you ever lied? If you lied, what does that make you? A liar. If you've ever stole, what does that make you? A thief. If you've ever lust at somebody, what does that make you? An adulterer. So let me just say this. If you are a lying, cheating, stealing adulterer, how can you call yourself good? There is no one that doeth good, no, not one. And you know what? Let me take this even to another level. Okay? How many of you actually keep the speed limit? If the speed limit says 55, do you actually do 55 or do you do 56 or do you do 60? Because in reality, if you do 56 on a 55, you are a speeder, meaning you broke the law. You are a lawbreaker. So if you are a lawbreaker, then therefore you are not a good person. The same concept goes with God. It only takes one. You break one, you break all. That's what James says. If you keep the law and yet offended one point, you broke the whole law. That's what James talks about. And by the way, if you can't keep God's laws, don't you dare think that you can keep man's laws. Because if you can't even keep God's laws, which are higher than man's, you cannot keep man's laws. So therefore, you are not a good person. I'm not a good person. None of us are good people. This is why we need Christ. Okay? And the wages and the deserving that we get is hell. But here's the good news. 
Here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. A gift is something you don't deserve. You don't deserve it. But it is given to you because someone loves you and cares for you. God gave you a way out of hell. He gave you a way out of your sin. And it's only through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ paid that penalty in full. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the only one who fulfilled the law perfect. He was that perfect spotless lamb. He was that perfect spotless lamb that kept the whole law in its entirety. And he laid his life down. Why? So that you and I can have eternal life. It is a gift that we don't deserve, but God gives it to us because he loves us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in, in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we see here that there's a difference between a wage and a gift. Amen. A wage and a gift. Now, I want you guys to turn your Bibles to Luke. Uh, Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. And I want us to start and I want us to start here in verse 39. So Luke 23:39. It says, "And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him saying if thou be Christ save thyself and us but the other answering rebuked him saying dost not thou fear God seeing thou art in the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds stop right there you guys stop right there what did this malefactor say he said that we receive the due reward of our deeds. What is that? That was a wage. And this malefactor was on a cross. And he acknowledged that he and the other malefactor were deserving of that punishment and that judgment. So you're starting to see that Romans 6.23 is alive in this verse. And we indeed just, justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. You see, this malefactor confessed with his mouth and he believed in his heart that he was wrong and that he received what he deserved. He was confessing before the Lord while on a cross, he was confessing that he was wrong and he deserved what he got. And the only thing that he asked of the Lord was that he would remember him. And Jesus said that today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You see, this thief on the cross believed. There's so much here. Now you might say, well, Brandon, why did you even read that? How in the world is that how does that simplify salvation? It actually, it, it does simplify salvation. Okay, let me ask you a question. This malefactor that was on the cross, did he have to do anything to gain salvation on the cross? Nope. Did he ever attend a church and become a member of a prestigious church or denomination? Nope. Was he baptized? Nope. Did he speak in tongues? 
Nope. He didn't speak in tongues. He was, he was not baptized. He was not a member of a church or denomination. He just believed. He just believed. Yes, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Romans 8, 24. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? Romans 5.18 Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to con condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You want to know how simple salvation is? The thief on the cross did nothing but believed. So I want to send a message to all you so-called churches out there that claim that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. First of all, all you churches that believe that, you are dead wrong. And that scripture I just read in Luke proves you're wrong. You know why? Because the thief on the cross didn't speak in tongues. He spoke to Jesus in his language. There's no fancy all that nonsense. He didn't speak in tongues. He was not baptized. And he was not a member of a church. And he got saved on a cross. You know why? Because he was to his death and he realized where he was headed. And he recognized that he needed Christ. He recognized the need of a Savior. He recognized that he was doomed. So don't give me this nonsense that Oh, well, you have to speak in tongues in order for you to be saved. Well, guess what? Newsflash. I'm, I am just as saved as the Apostle Peter was, and I don't speak tongues. I don't speak in tongues. I can preach. And as a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now. But this garbage that you have to do this to, to get saved. By the way, that's witchcraft, folks. That's witchcraft. If you have to speak in tongues to get saved, that's witchcraft. Why? Because in witchcraft it says you must say this to get that. You must do that to get this. Witchcraft is a works-based religion. And according to God's word and what Jesus said to the thief on the cross... There is no works that you need to do to gain access to heaven. It's to believe on Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and to believe that He came to do what He came to do. Bible Christianity is not a works-based religion. Anyone that tries to tell you that is dead wrong. Now, I don't want to be little about not going to church. Should we go to church? Yes. We should not forsake the assembly of ourselves together. But does church save you? No. Going to church does not save you. What saves you is Christ the Lord and his sacrifice that he made at the cross and the shedding of his blood save you. That's right. Only takes one sin 
to send you to hell. It only takes one law for you to be pulled over. And by the way, it only takes one little speed, one little mile per hour to go over the speed limit. If the speed limit says 55 and you're doing 56, you're a lawbreaker. Now, will the cops pull you over and throw you in jail? No, they won't. They won't even pull you over or, any, or do anything if you do five over. But you know what? Just because the cops won't enforce five over the limit doesn't make, doesn't make it right. It's still wrong. If the speed limit says 55, you ought to do 55. The cops may not pull you over and ticket you for doing five over, but that does not make it right. Only one. I'm telling you, only takes you one. It only takes one sin to send a person to hell. Just one. Without Christ, we are bankrupt. Christ is the only one that can pay our debt. You can't. And guess what? All you have to do is believe on Christ and receive what He did for you at the cross. It would be better for you. To accept Christ now and have your sin already judged at the cross than having you to die in your sin and go to hell and then be released to stand before the great white throne judgment and, and have you be pronounced guilty and then tossed into the lake of fire. Well, Brandon, how, how, how can you say that people come out of hell? Well, one of these days... Hell's going to release all the dead. And all the dead people will stand, all the lost dead people will stand before Christ at the great white throne and the books are going to be open and they're going to be judged based on what is written in those books. It means every little dirty little secret that you ever thought or did behind closed doors is going to be made manifest. And you are better off repenting now of your sin, getting right with Christ, getting saved now, than having to go through that. It is better to have had Christ take the punishment for your sin than not and you having to take the punishment. Amen, brother. Amen. Because when you stand before the great white throne judgment, there's only going to be one thing that, there's going to be only one thing that matters. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? And it won't be. Salvation is not complicated. Salvation is actually quite simple. Now, you don't need to be a member of the church to be saved. Because going to church doesn't make you saved any more than you being in a garage makes you a car. Is going to church a good thing? Yes. Why? Because you need to be fed. You need to be where believers are. You need to learn. You need to grow. Going to church is important, but is going to church going to save you? No. Is a denomination going to save you? No. You can go to church for 50 years and realize that you're lost as a goose. What will you choose? Christ? Or just stay lost. Baptism. The thief on the cross was nailed to a cross. Do you think Jesus said, get off that cross and be baptized in my name and get saved? No. Jesus didn't say that. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. The thief 
simply repented of his sin, acknowledged his wrongdoing, acknowledged that he was deserving of hell in his death. And the old, and by the way, this have you checked this out, folks? Verse 42, and it says, And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Do you see the humility, the humbleness in what he just asked? All he'd asked the Lord was for him to be remembered. He was humble. He was humble. We ought to humble ourselves. He was humble. He had such humility. You know why? Because he was on his... I hate to say deathbed, but that would be an oxymoron. He was on a cross, nailed, about to die. He acknowledged his sin. He acknowledged that he deserved what he got. And he, and he humbled himself. And because of his humility and his humbleness, Jesus said, This day ye shall be with me in paradise. I'm telling you, it's not complicated. The moment you enter works and the salvation you just complicated it let's not be naive and ignorant of the bible let's read our bibles let's humble ourselves before the lord let us repent christian don't make salvation complicated you're doing a disservice to others and to the lost and dying world if you try to complicate salvation. Don't complicate it. Oh, by the way, can I tell you something? Let me just cuddle up here. Just let me just tell you something. Did Jesus tell the thief, repeat after me and say a prayer? Did Jesus tell the thief on the cross, repeat a prayer after me? Did he? No. You know, I I used I was like that. I would tell people, repeat a prayer after me. But you know, when you parrot a prayer, that doesn't make you saved. Here's my stance on this. Just cry out to God. You don't need to repeat a prayer after a preacher. You don't need to memorize some fancy sinner's prayer. Just cry out to God. Ask Him to save you. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you think when Peter was drowning, Jesus said, repeat a prayer? No. Did, the thief, did, did Jesus tell the thief on the cross to repeat a prayer? No. Listen, guys. Brothers and sisters, just, just hear me out. I love you guys very much. I don't want to be mean. And I apologize if I came off that way. Okay. But can I just exhort you, brothers and sisters, on something? Please, please do not ask somebody to repeat a prayer after you. Because you can parrot a prayer all day long till you're blue in the face. But if you're not really saved, you're not saved. To be saved means to have a personal relationship with Christ. To be regenerated by the power of the Holy Ghost. 
what I would exhort you to do is please let those know to cry out to him. Repent of their sin. Amen. We don't need to be repeating a whole bunch of prayers. All you need to do is cry out to him. And it doesn't need to be fancy. Just cry out to him. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin. Ask him to come into your heart and life. Amen. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That is Romans chapter 10 verse 9. You don't need to repeat a prayer. You don't need to parrot a preacher's prayer. You just need to cry out to him. If the Lord convicts you, if the Holy Ghost convicts you, you get on your knees and you say, Lord, I am sorry. Save me. The thief on the cross did not repeat a prayer. Listen, I don't know how much more simple I can make it. I, I don't know how else... If, if I'm not making it simple, then I ask the Lord to convict me on it. Or somebody tell me I'm not making it. Or somebody tell me if, if I'm complicating it. Please, if, some, if, if, y'all, if I'm complicating it, someone tell me. But if I'm not, that's about as simple as I can make it. Don't parrot a prayer. Believers, I exhort you, please do not... Have people parrot a prayer after you. Have them cry out on their own. Because this is between them and the Lord. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You are not to work out another person's salvation. You are to work out your own salvation. God can save anybody that calls upon him. It's simple. And by the way, do you know how do you know how someone gets saved? It's the Holy Ghost convicting them and bringing them to Christ. So guess what? You're not doing the work. God is. God is doing the work within you. And when you get saved, he's going to continue that work unto the day when Christ comes back. And when you get saved, when you truly get saved, and when you get sealed by the Holy Ghost, you're saved. You are saved. The moment you truly get saved, you are, you are saved, sealed, and you will be delivered. That's it. Once you're truly saved, you're saved. You can't... And by the way... By the way... If salvation is as simple as I made it to be, how then can you lose it? Because if you can lose your salvation, that means you're adding your works to your salvation... To salvation. And that's complicating it. Don't complicate it. Salvation is very simple. God is the one that does the work. You just have to believe. Don't add your works to salvation. If you believe you can lose it, and there are denominations that believe you can, such as the free will Baptists, a lot of them believe that you can forfeit your salvation. Do I hate them? No. No. They're just misunderstood. And I will be long-suffering with them and be able to show them from Scripture that once you're sealed, you're sealed. 
And by the way, that day of redemption is when you go home to be the, with the Lord. And once you're home, you're home. That's it. You're home. You can't lose your salvation. Once you're saved, you're saved. I'm not one of those once prayed, always saved, once... if I'm not this once prayed, always saved, once saved, always saved. No, it's an if you're saved, you're always saved. Okay? You can't lose your salvation. Don't let the devil lie to you. Salvation is a free gift. Remember that. Um, you know... We tend to, because of our sinful flesh, we tend to complicate things. We can't. We shouldn't. Don't let denominations try to complicate it, you know. There are denominations that complicate it. And there's no need to complicate it. No. Salvation is very simple. And by the way, there's a lot you can learn about salvation just from the thief on the cross. Didn't speak in tongues, didn't have to repeat a prayer, didn't have to go to church, wasn't baptized, wasn't any of that. The thief on the cross got saved. And you know what? I believe when we go home, we're going to see that thief on the cross. We're going to see him. That's right, brother. God does the keeping and the saving until we're until we are redeemed. And by the way, it's Christ that gets all the glory. You know, the Bible says your righteousness are as filthy rags to God. If your righteousness are as filthy rags to God, what makes you think you can work and keep your own salvation? Just a thought. If your works are filthy rags to God, what makes you think you can work and keep your own salvation? I guarantee you that if you, if it was on you to keep it, you lose it. Almost immediately after you get it. So it's not up to you. It's up to Christ. And Jesus said, all those who come to him, he will in no wise cast away and cast out. That's right, brother. God has already finished the work. Because when Jesus said, it is finished. Three beautiful words in the English language. It is finished. You know what that means? That means that your salvation wasn't just purchased in full, but your, your sin was fully judged at the cross. Your sins and every sin that you'd ever commit was judged and condemned fully at the cross. If your sins were not fully judged at the cross, that means Christ didn't pay your sin in full. And if he didn't pay your sin in full, that means the work is still unfinished. And if the work is still unfinished, that means that salvation would be upon your works. 
Yeah, I'd rather choose done salvation. You know, the Catholic Church, they have to do penance. 50 Hail Marys, 50 this and 50 that and blah, blah, blah. You want to know something? Where in the Bible does it say you must do 50 Hail Marys, you have to flog yourself or even crucify yourself? The Bible never says to crucify yourself. Actually, what the Bible does say is to take up your cross and follow him. Jesus never said to crucify yourself. He said to take up your cross and follow him. And when you follow him, it means you die to yourself and to your desires and you do what he wants. You know, there are so many churches that are Jezebel churches. Do you know why? Because they think that they have the authority over Christ. They think that Christ is, is their little lapdog and that Christ has to do everything and has to give them everything they ask for. Those are Jezebel churches. You stay away from those churches. We don't need any more Jezebel churches. God needs some God-fearing, submissive churches that will submit to the headship of Christ and will do things by his power. And by the way. In order to do things by his power. You need to acknowledge the fact that. Your salvation. Is done. Through and by Christ. You know, there are many people and so-called Christians that treat God like he's a genie in a bottle. That's a shame. God is not your little lap dog. He is not your little genie in a bottle. By the way, if you treat God like he's a genie in a bottle, what you're doing is putting God in a box. God is so much bigger than that. Don't be little God. Don't be little my king. Jesus Christ is my king. I'm going to say it right here and right now. My name is Brandon Swanson. I am 32 years old. I am a born again God fearing Christian. I am an adoptive prince. Because... Christ is my king, he is my father, he is my bridegroom, I'm his son, I've been adopted into his family, he is my king, he is the king of this whole universe, he is my father. If you don't like, if people don't like that, I'm sorry, you're going to have to deal with it. I'm a God-fearing, born-again Christian that is imperfect, that needs Christ, that needs His forgiveness, that needs His mercy, that needs His long-sufferingness. You know, the only difference between a saved person and a lost person is Christ. That's all it is. Because a saved person has Christ in their life. A lost person does not. God is angry with the wicked every day. And if you're lost, his wrath is upon you. And if you don't like that, well, tell God you don't like it. It's the matter, it's the truth. If you don't want God's wrath on you, then you need to repent and cry out to, cry out to him and ask the Lord to save you. He'll save you. It's not God's will for any to perish, but for all to come to what? Repentance. I want to challenge you guys on something. Okay? I want to challenge you guys on something. If I complicated something, then tell me. 
tell me if I complicated on something. But if I didn't complicate salvation tonight, then you know how simple it is. It's not complicated. It's really not. It's a shame how we tend to complicate things. I'm ashamed of my own my own flesh and how I complicate things. I hate my flesh. I got a sorry low down flesh that I hate. I don't like it. I just don't like it. I just want to rip it off and go home. But I can't. Because God is just getting started with me. He's just getting started with me. And the work that he has for me to do, I'm just getting started. Just getting started. Just saying. Seriously, I'm just getting started. I have a lot more work to do. Your worst enemy is what looks right back at you in the mirror. Your second worst enemy, Satan. Satan is your second worst enemy. You're your first worst enemy. Actually, when it comes to us, we're like we're like public enemy number one. Take a look at Nabal. Nabal was churlish. He represents your flesh. He does. Abigail was married in Nabal. Abigail represents your spirit. You're at war with your own self. I'm at war with my own self. You're at war with your own self. We're at, we're at war with our own selves. Do you know why? Because the spirit and flesh are not compatible. We have a... We have a better love. And a better hope. That's Christ. And you know what? He's coming again. He is coming again. Every day, you are public enemy number one. Because you're your first worst enemy. People give themselves away. People are just... No offense, but... Mankind... We... As a human race, we're pretty stupid. We are. We repeat the same old stupid stuff every day. We do stupid stuff repetitively every day. And when God tells us not to do something, we're stupid enough to do it anyways. We're stupid, immature, and we... That's why we need Christ. You know why? Because Christ is a man that is mature. We are like immature little petulant kids that just do whatever. We're stupid. <laughs> I'm just telling you, we're we're pretty stupid. I mean, I'm I'm stupid. This is You know what? I want to get a t-shirt that says I'm with stupid with an arrow pointing right up to my face. I'm with stupid. You know the acronym KISS? Keep it simple stupid. I have to remind myself of that. Keep it simple. Stupid. Because I'm pretty stupid. No, I might be intelligent in some other ways. But, you know, just because the fact that I do stupid stuff. You know, I'm stupid. You know, I just... I wish I didn't do it. <laughs> I wish I didn't do stupid stuff, but I do. It's in my nature. And by the way, everyone's going to go through a DNA change. 
whether you want to recognize that or not. The question I have for you is, when will you undergo your DNA change? I would rather see you, I'd rather see you undergo your DNA change right now with the King James Bible than having you to take a mark and have it undergo a DNA change with a mark. Everyone's going to go through a, a DNA change. Question is, when will you get your DNA change? Will you get it now with the Word of God or will you wait and get the mark and get it then? Because either way, your DNA is going to get changed. And I would rather see you have a DNA change for the better, not for the worse. Amen. Um, I know I kind of got a little excited there for, for a little bit, so I apologize. Um, but listen, we need to keep it simple. Especially this guy right here. The tall guy that's loving and, and stuff with glasses. His name's Brandon. He's 32 years old. This guy here needs to keep it simple. We all need to keep it simple. We just do. Just keep it simple. God's word is not complicated. There's a simplicity in Christ. Amen. Um... I want to just kind of close off with this last verse here um, because it really goes, I think it really, you know, goes into um, what I'm talking about. Um, 2 Corinthians 11.3, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through, the, through his subtlety. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. There's such a simplicity in Christ. Let's not make things complicated. Amen. Don't let the don't let the don't let the subtlety of the serpent um, creep in uh, complicated things. This world's already complicated enough. We don't need it. We don't need any more complications. Let's keep it simple. Amen. That's it. Just keep it simple. So, listen guys, I love you. Um, hopefully this is a blessing to you. I will be posting this on uh, Sermon Audio and YouTube, so keep your eyes out for that. And, um, yeah, so you all pray for me. Uh, pray for me for a week from tonight. Uh, one week from tonight, I'm going to be preaching. So pray for me on that. Don't know what I'm going to be preaching on yet. Um, also, Tuesday... Um, going to be picking we're going to be finishing Matthew chapter 1 so if you can make it um Matthew chapter 1 we'll be finishing up and then um not this next week but the week after we'll get into to Matthew chapter 2 okay so other than that that's going to be it um listen I love you guys God bless you you guys have yourself a great night have a blessed week and Lord willing we'll see you Tuesday God bless you guys see ya God bless you guys. Have a good night. Bye.